Hello, this is Father Neil here and welcome to the October 16th episode of the podcast Catechism with Father Neil. Today we'll be looking at numbers 2366 through 2367 of the Catechism. 2366, the fecundity of marriage. Fecundity is a gift, an end of marriage, for conjugal love naturally tends to be fruitful. A child does not come from outside as something added on to the mutual love of the spouses, but springs from the very heart of that mutual giving as its fruit and fulfilment. So the church, which is on the side of life, teaches that it is necessary that each and every marriage act remain ordered per se to the procreation of human life. This particular doctrine expounded on numerous occasions by the Magisterium, is based on the inseparable connection established by God, which man, on his own initiative, may not break between the unitive significance and the procreative significance, which are both inherent to the Marriage Act. 2367. Called to give life, spouses share in the creative power and fatherhood of God. Married couples should regard it as their proper mission to transmit human life and to educate their children. They should realise that they are thereby cooperating with the love of God the Creator and are, in a certain sense, its interpreters. They will fulfil this duty with a sense of human and Christian responsibility. Very well, so this section here, I suppose another fairly controversial section, uh, and since it's a pity that all the controversial stuff seems to be revolving around sex, but that's kind of the way uh, our modern world is, that um, it seems to have a one-track brain, the modern society that's dealing with sex as somehow or other um, in, in a very different way to the way that it's traditionally dealt with in Christianity. And in any case, so today we're looking at this, beginning to look, that we'll be at it for the next few days, on the... Um, on the fact that marriage is intimately connected with having children. That from all history, and really from the, the very first few pages of the Bible, marriage has this uh, link with having children. So much so that we will say that if there is a couple that is absolutely close to the possible uh, possibility of having children, then they cannot be married. They're not able to be married in the Catholic Church. It's one of the questions that uh, the, the, the couple will answer. Do you, uh, will you willingly, lovingly accept from God the children that come from this marriage? And in order to accept children, the teaching of the church has always been, the Catholic Church really is the one standout. Once upon a time, all Christian churches taught this. But gradually starting with, the, I think was it 1912, 1911, the Lambeth Conference with the Anglican uh, Christians decided um, that they, they, they would move away from this and from then on, on most of the Protestant denominations in, if not all of the Protestant denominations moved away from this understanding that links marriage with procreation with children and the uh, understanding that has been there from the very beginning of Christianity to this day that every act of intimacy within the marriage must be open to life. That in order for it to be a true loving act, 
there can't be a barrier. There can't be a condom. There can't be birth control uh, medication uh, or any of the other methods that are there not to have children. That marriage per se is open to children. And everybody, every Christian couple is invited to this. This is what um, uh, marriage is really about. And again, uh, it's part of a very deep teaching. And in a sense, um, the catechism, we'll be looking at it for the next few days. Then, of course, there's Humana Vitae, the famous encyclical, that unfortunately so many people are against. And other people that are against it, the vast majority of them have never even read it, but which is a prophetic encyclical. Uh, Humana Vitae is a really a very important encyclical. Um, and then uh, also the whole theology of the body of John Paul II. John Paul II uh, wrote a very important series of articles on the theology of the body. And these are very good to get the context in which the church is talking here. As has happened in other places, the catechism will be, okay, we'll be talking about this for a few days, but probably it's not enough that we could talk much more. And uh, the um, one of the places we can find this much more would be in the Theology of the Body, which is a very beautiful series of catechesis that John Paul II developed, that he uh, gave when he was newly elected as Pope, and which actually have been the, the basis of a lot of popularization. There are many books about the Theology of the Body. There's the book itself, The Theology of the Body, which is a big book by John Paul II. And then... There are many books about it that can kind of give context for what we're doing here. Uh, but anyway, so we'll continue with this tomorrow. As I say, it is very radical. I don't dis doubt that it's radical. I don't deny that it's radical. However, this is the teaching of the church that every every use of the marital act, obviously the marital act takes place within marriage, but every use of the marital act has to be open to life. And so we'll continue tomorrow. And tomorrow we're going to look at numbers 2368 through 2372. God bless.